Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, you don't have a lot of, a lot of pastors today willing to tell the truth because they're more concerned with filling the pews and filling the offering buckets than they are with you being filled with the truth. I'm more concerned with you being filled with the truth. Jesus said in John 8, 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So when you know truth, the truth you know makes you free. The 17th chapter of John, verse 17, Jesus said, sanctify with them with your truth. Your word is truth. So the word is truth. Not what CNN or Fox says. The word is truth. Definitely not what Twitter and Facebook say to us. It's, it's what's in the word of God. Amen? Praise God. All right. Let's open our Bibles to 1 Corinthians 14. I want to share with you a revelation the Lord shared with me. He's been giving me these little messages, not intended to be series. Uh, uh, this may be two parts. I, I think it'll be two parts at least. At most. I'm, I'm going to say it that way. 1 Corinthians 14. Father, I pray that your people today have hearing ears, seeing eyes, receiving hearts. I pray, Father, that the word that is shared in this message that you gave me, that it will impact the hearts of your people and move your people, every one of us, into action to apply what we receive. I thank you, Father, that, Lord, by the Holy Spirit, you give us understanding. Give us understanding. Open our eyes that we may see. Open our eyes that we may see. Help us, Father, even in the place where there may be internal struggle, to lay aside the struggle and by faith receive that which you share with us today. I pray for utterance. I pray for the anointing to flow. And I pray that your people step quickly into what you give us. We pray that and agree it's done in Jesus' name. Amen. 1 Corinthians 14. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1 through 5. Didn't we enjoy a great uh, time Wednesday night? Pastor Kim ministered that word. Come on, give God a hand for that. That was a powerful testimony, admonishment, encouragement, exhortation, all wrapped up into one. And I can't tell you all how happy I am to have my wife back in church. I love me some Kim. I do. I really do. I really do. I really do. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1 through 5, and then verse 18. Verse 1 through 5, and then verse 18. Hallelujah. Are you there? Okay, let's read 1 through 5 together. Ready to read. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive 
edification. Now I'm going to drop down, instead of verse 18, let's start at verse, um, verse 15. Verse 15. And we'll go 15 through 18. You have that? Okay, let's read that together. Ready? Read. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will also sing with the understanding. Otherwise, if you bless with the Spirit, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen at your giving of thanks, since he does not understand what you say? For you indeed give thanks well, but the other is not edified. Verse 18, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. I'm going to stop there. I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. Today I want to use for a subject uh, four words from verse 18. Speak with tongues more. Speak with tongues more. Amen? You may be seated. It's Christmas season and it's the season of giving. Hallelujah. And I'm going to just throw out for just right out front, this is not a traditional Christmas message. Not going to talk much about Mary and Joseph and the manger and the wise men and the shepherd boys and shepherd men and so forth. Uh, I want to talk on something the Lord shared with me that's critical no matter what time of year it may be. Hallelujah. But in Christmas season, people typically, you know, share gifts, you know, as an expression of their love and devotion and appreciation and honor, their thanksgiving for someone. And um, there's, there's an old movie, uh, one, one was a 1927 uh, American film, uh, silent film, and then another in 1935, the British uh, remade the film uh, with sound, and it, it was called uh, Say It With Diamonds. Anybody ever heard that? Say it with diamonds. How many ever heard the phrase, say it with diamonds? I, I, there, there are some, some uh, jewelry stores who've used that as their, their mantra when they're trying to sell you, trying to get you to buy diamonds from their jewelry store, and they say, if you want to tell somebody you love them, say it with diamonds. You know, eventually you start hearing diamonds are girls' best friend. Hallelujah. That's probably not true for most of y'all. Y'all don't even say anything. But some people actually enjoy diamonds. Amen. And a lot of people say, I don't need all that till you get your first one. And then you'd be like, oh. Oh, because today, this is how they say today, Pashera, diamonds hit different. That, 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 you know, that jewelry was nice. You know, them little stones, them little beads, them little wood beads you bought me, but... Diamonds just hit different. I wish I had a few ladies just saying amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Today, I want to teach about tongues. See how quiet y'all got? Is, I must need to teach this because, because uh, God put this on my heart this past week. And um, by your quiet response... I know it's needed. I want to teach on, I want to remind you, I want to exhort you on the area of speaking in tongues. Can you say amen? amen. Um, because just like diamonds hit different, I want to show you that tongues hit different. I said tongues hit different. I said tongues hit different. 
Hallelujah. We've been speaking in tongues as, as the body of Christ since the very beginning of the church age. In fact, let's get on the screen, Acts 2, verse 1 through 4. We're going to see that. Here's the beginning of the church age. All right, Jesus Christ had already gone to the cross, already gone into the grave, already gone down into, into the pits of hell, but God raised him up. And then he spent uh, 40 days with the disciples and the gang teaching them, 500 people or so, teaching them about the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And he told them, I want you to go and wait in Jerusalem until you receive power from on high. Yes, he said in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, but you shall uh, receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and even to the uttermost parts of the earth. And so they went and they waited 10 days there in Jerusalem in a place we call the upper room. And it says in, in verse 1 here, when the day of Pentecost was, uh, had fully come, read it with me, they were all with one accord, come on, one place. Verse 2, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Verse 3, then there appeared to them divided tongues as of, and one sat upon one sat upon each of them, verse 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as a spirit gave them others. Began to speak with other. Everybody say other. Now, if you know the story, you keep reading in that chapter, and the noise is heard all around the whole town. Because it's, it's Pentecost, it's feast time. So people were gathered there from all various nations. They were there and they heard them speaking the things of God in their own languages. Because here it says they were speaking with other. Everybody say other. other. Now there's two different types that we know about other tongues and then unknown tongues. This is other tongues. Other tongues means these are all Jewish men and, and women. Because you know there are women there in the room too in 120. But when they spoke in tongues, they didn't speak Hebrew. They spoke in other languages, other known languages, other tongues because the Medes, the, the uh, Arabs, the Cretans, they all came and said, how is it that we hear them speaking the wonderful works of God in our own languages? So they're speaking other tongues. So tongue has been around since the very beginning of the church age. Can you say amen? amen. Now what I want you to know about tongues, because God didn't send the Holy Ghost um, and then make tongues some like garnishment on the plate. He didn't send the Holy Ghost and all that power and then made the Holy Ghost, made, made tongues some sideshow attraction. Just so you'd be, you know, in the, in the sideshow Pentecostal charismatic Holy Ghost filled church, people get to pick on you because y'all talking all that stuff that they do to us today. That they do to us today. If you were Baptist or Methodist or you know Episcopalian or Lutheran or Presbyterian or whatever you were, and you weren't tongue talkers and you heard tongue talkers, you ridiculed them. Y'all ain't gotta say that no, it's right. You ridiculed them. Because you thought we didn't need all that, that's all passed away. And yet, from the very beginning, this has been God's MO, his mode of operation for the body of Christ. How long did y'all come to learn today? And so, and so we've been speaking in tongues from the very beginning, but what happens is, if you're not careful, you will treat tongues as a sideshow. 
you will treat tongues as garnishment. You know, you go to a restaurant, a nice restaurant. I don't mean you go to, you know, Culver's, which I enjoy Culver's. But, you know, you go to nice restaurants and they give you the steak and the potato and, and you know, your vegetables. But they also put a little garnishment on the plate. The garnishment, you can eat it, but you're not really supposed to eat it. It's just decoration. It's just side. It's just to make the plate look good. It's just for appearance. It's, it's just, just for show. But tongues is not garnishment. Tongues is not sideshow. It's not some side of the road thing that you do just because you get excited. Tongues came with the filling of the Holy Ghost because God knew we needed not just the Holy Ghost, but we needed. Y'all ain't saying nothing around here. This whole area is quiet. He knew we needed tongues. And so you understand then why there's been so much controversy, so much attack from the world, or I should say from the church, from the non-tongue talkers. So much attack because you attack what you don't understand. You attack what you don't know. You attack what you don't have. And you call it of the devil. Well, if it's of the devil, then the whole Acts 2 church. Hallelujah. And then what they've done, okay, if it wasn't of the devil, then, then the next argument is that tongues passed away. 1 Corinthians 13 talks about, you know, tongues will cease, right? 1 Corinthians 13. But when do tongues cease? See? Tongues don't cease until we've all been raptured. There's so much the church has been robbed of by the ignorant. They robbed us of apostles. They robbed us of prophets. They robbed us of the, of the miracles and signs and wonders so long. Because they were deceived by the devil. And they robbed us of the power of tongues. Because what they did not understand, they attacked. And they made it either of the devil or that it's passed away. We don't have apostles today. We don't have prophets today. Thank God that he's brought apostles back into the church. You're under an apostle today. Now that's my first time saying that in years. God called me an apostle many, many years ago through prophetic utterance, through several prophets unknown to each other. And uh, I, I walked in that. But then when I came under uh, a, a man of God, uh, my, my uh, prophet, pastor, Philip Derber, and he, uh, God called him as an apostle. I submitted myself and I said, I won't use that until... My man of God speaks it. Because that's what submission is. I need some preachers to know that. I need some big, nah, some people to know that. That submission is you, sub, you submit and come under and you don't do anything until they say. Well, God gave me my own ministry until somebody says it, until somebody calls you. Now God called me. Yeah, but he set apostles and prophets over us. Glory to God. So I submitted to that. And, um, 
and, but I knew God, God was working on me on those areas. I've been telling y'all some things God had been trying to get me to step into, and I'm like, I'm not stepping into that. And uh, then all of a sudden, a few weeks ago, I, I was watching uh, uh, my man of God, Apostle Durber, back at his church, and he started calling me Apostle John. Why, you, I said, yes, Why is he saying that? He hadn't even told me that yet. <laughs> but then this past weekend, he was here, and he released that uh, Friday night, and so... I step into it. And you ain't got to start calling me no Apostle John. I'm still Pastor Jonathan. Still Pastor Anderson. Right? I mean, the doctor who operates on you, you don't call him surgeon. You still call him doctor. Oh, but no, they're a specialist. They're an orthopedic surgeon. You still call him doctor. <laughs> so you don't have to start changing my titles. My title is in heaven. My title doesn't, doesn't matter what you call me. Just know that whatever you, however you see, whatever you honor is what you get. That's a side message right there. I'm going to pause. Whatever you honor is what you get. And one of the biggest obstacles in the body of Christ is dishonor. Anyway, so, so tongues have not left just like apostles and prophets have not left. And so we cannot, listen to me, we, we know about tongues in this church. We encourage tongues. But what, what we have to do is make sure we still don't treat tongues as garnishment on the plate. As even what the old school church mentality even was and is, uh, even about tongues, people who are filled with the Holy Ghost, people who do speak in tongues, what they say is, oh, I only speak when I feel the Holy Ghost come upon me. And what they're missing is, that's not how it works. Come on, Amen. Can y'all handle this today? Yes. All right. So I want to focus today on speaking with tongues more. My focus, listen to me very carefully, is not on prayer. It's not on intercession. It's not on supplication. It's not on warfare. It's speaking. Y'all got to catch what I'm saying. This is how the Holy Ghost dealt with me the other day. Not praying in tongues. See, y'all are already like, wait, what are you talking about? Y'all wake up now. You got to catch this. Not praying in tongues. And we do pray in tongues. But I'm not focused on praying in tongues. And intercession and supplication and warfare. No, no, no. I'm just talking about speaking in tongues. And if you get this, I know, not I believe, I know this will help you step into a new realm in your life. As it has done for me. Okay? Now, let's go over to 1 Corinthians 14, because in verse 18, Paul says something. He says, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. Y'all listening? I think, so he's grateful for something. How many people ever... Take time to say, God, I'm, I'm thankful that I pray and I speak in tongues. No, nobody really, 
sweet already. I'm, I'm thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for my house. I'm thankful for my car. I'm thankful for my job. I'm thankful for my food. But hardly do we ever think about I'm thankful that I speak in tongues. Yet Paul says, I am grateful. I thank my God. I speak with tongues more than you all. Hallelujah. He said, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. More means he, he has a quantity in mind. More, about to say more. Notice he didn't say, I thank my God I speak with tongues better than you all. Not better, not more fluently. I speak with tongues more. So his focus is on the more. Wish I had a few listeners with I speak with tongues more, more than you all. He's looking at the quantity of time, the quantity he spends speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. Which means Paul, because he says, says this, I speak with tongues more than you all. Give me the amplified version on this. Look at the amplified on this. Because it's interesting what he says here, how, how the Greek puts it. There's, there's some optional things here that we can look at when he says, I, I thank my, tongues, my God, I speak with tongues more. Amplified classic, please. Amplified classic. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amplified classic. Do we have it? Okay. Because you need to see this, what he's saying here. Hallelujah. I thank God that I speak in strange tongues, languages, more than any of you or all of you put together. More than you all, any of you, or all of you put together. Now listen, Elder Baker. For him... To make this statement, it means he must be pretty confident, pretty certain that he's doing a whole lot of tongue talking. He knows that in his time, he must be talking in tongues a whole lot, and he also has a reasonable suspicion that they are barely talking in tongues. Because this letter isn't to an individual. This is to the church at Corinth. It's a whole church. And he says, I speak in tongues more than you all or more than all of you put together. Now that means on one side is a whole lot of tongue talking. And on the group side, ain't hollering none. Y'all just look straight ahead today. I'm telling you what he was telling me about because I, I would, I, 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 I'm not 100% like Paul, but I'm probably about 75, 85% I could make this verse my own. You don't know how much I talk in tongues. Your life tells on you. Your face tells on you. Your praise tells on you. Your limited revelation tells on you. Your limited understanding. Your limited understanding. Your limited knowledge. Your limited light tells on you. Your depression tells on you. Your fear tells on you. 
So I'm not saying this to, to, to uh, engrandize myself. It's just I'm trying to help. My, my subject is speak with tongues more. I'm here to encourage you to speak with tongues more. Well, you don't know my prayer life. I'm not talking about your prayer life. Y'all not catching this. I'm not talking about your prayer life. I'm talking about, he says, I speak with tongues. Go back to the New King James. I speak with tongues more than you all. Hallelujah. The word speak is the Greek word laleo. Laleo, listen to what it means. To utter a voice or emit a sound, to use the tongue or the faculty of speech, to utter articulate sounds, to talk, to utter, tell, to use words in order to declare one's mind and disclose one's thoughts. This is just speaking. Y'all not catching this. Are y'all catching this here? It's just talking. <laughs> he says, I speak with tongues. I, I just I utter my mind. I disclose my thoughts. I, I utter, I tell things. I tell things. Praying, you ain't telling God nothing when you're praying. This, is, this isn't prayer. See, and some people use tongues so sparingly and only in prayer time. And don't understand, it's not garnishment, it's, it's the potato. It's the steak. No, let me, let me help you with that. Actually, thank you, Holy Spirit. It's the fork. the fork in life. It's how we get what's on the plate into us. God's got all this steak and potatoes with sour cream and chives and cheese and everything, bacon, all that kind of stuff, and the steak got crab on it, all that kind of stuff we enjoy, but if you don't have a, if you don't have a knife and you don't have a fork, how you going to get it in you? He end up trying to do it by hand with some manipulative way, manipulative way, trying to, trying to manipulate God into getting something. And God is saying, no, 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 I gave you a knife and a fork. It's called tongues. You just keep, you leave it on the side. You ever seen somebody who, you know, a child, I, shouldn't, I hate to say child, a, a teenager or even a young, young adult who never learned how to really hold a knife and a fork? Why, why are you stabbing that steak? What, what are you doing? Nobody taught you how to hold a knife and a hold a fork? Like cavemen. Shoveling. What are, you, what are you doing? You can't take you nowhere. So he said, I speak with tongues more. I utter my voice or emit a sound. With tongues. I use the tongue of, of faculty of speech. I utter articulate sounds. Articulate sounds. More. I talk. I utter. I tell. More. 
I use my words, I use, we can say I use tongues to declare my mind and, dis and disclose my thoughts. In tongues. With tongues. With tongues. With tongues. Tongue talkers. And we've relegated tongue talking to, well, I'm, I'm trying to go in. I heard Sister Barbara one time talking about, you know, in prayer, people use uh, tongues, something like, like, like to, to get the motor started. Before you really get into prayer, now in the name of Jesus, I come before you. And you're just trying to get your, your motor started with tongue. And, and you've, you've relegated your knife and fork to just some side thing. He said, I speak with tongues more than you all. Now, this, to do that, put together. You think this means Paul must be on his knees all day long. He couldn't have been. He was a tent maker. Paul had a job. When he was with Aquila and Priscilla, he was, he was making tents. Yet he was saying, I'm speaking in tongues more than y'all. Y'all missing it. When he wasn't making tents, he was out traveling, preaching, everywhere, doing all kind of things, ministering, spent two years teaching in a school of Tyrannus. Y'all remember that? Don't know you don't. Y'all just, some of y'all, y'all know about it. I just, okay, Pastor. Two years teaching in a school of, school of Tyrannus. He wasn't, he wasn't praying when he was teaching in the school. Yet he said, yeah, because he had a teacher. He said, but I, I speak with tongues more than you all. So there must be something that Paul was able to do or that he was doing that gave him a confidence that even with all his busyness, he still spoke more than everybody. Are y'all with me here? Now let's go back to 1 Corinthians 14. And um, 1 through 5, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you in 1 Corinthians 14 four clear benefits of speaking with tongues. I'll only get to two of them today. That's all I have time for today is two of them. I'll give you the other two Wednesday night. Is that fair? Four clear benefits. I'm not talking about praying. Are y'all catching this back in the back yet? Some people don't even pray in tongues, ever. So we got to get you to that level first. But then he's talking about here speaking with tongues. Speaking, speaking with tongues. This came to me while I was doing it. I was just speaking with tongues, as I do all the time. As I do all the time. That's all the time. And the Holy Spirit began to minister to me. He said, you got to teach it. Because what you're doing is beneficial and my, my people don't do it. My people don't do it. Hallelujah. And I can tell again by your faces, I'm, he's right. <laughs> Four benefits. First Corinthians 14, verse 1 and 2. Verse 1 and 2. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. 
that word gifts is italicized in your Bible. Is that right? Which means really desire spiritual. The word gifts is added. Desire spiritual. Remember, we've been spending this year to become more spiritual. We've been fasting every month to be more spiritual. So tongues is part of you being spiritual. Not religious. Spiritual. People say, I'm... My cousins, they spiritual because they, they like candles and stuff. That'll make you spiritual. That'll make you spooky. My cousin's spiritual because they, they go to church all the time. That'll make you spiritual. That makes you diligent, faithful, disciplined. But that doesn't make you spiritual. To be spiritual means that you live from or by the Spirit. And most of God's people are not living of, by the Spirit. They're living of and by the flesh. I wish I was a hooping preacher. Y'all listen to me. Y'all stay awake. But I, I, I want to help you here. Because the hoop ain't going to help you at home. Tell your neighbor, the hoop ain't going to help you at home. But this word will. It'll work at work. Y'all got it? So he wants us to be spiritual. To be spiritual, which means I have to now shift how I live, how I see, how I think, how I operate from natural, from carnal to spiritual, from my flesh being in charge to my spirit being in charge under the auspices of the Holy Ghost. That's spiritual. Not how many songs you know. Not how many scriptures you know. It's when you're led by the Spirit. Abiding by the Spirit. You see by the Spirit. You respond by the Spirit. I know people aren't doing this because, because they, they still grieve too much over lost loved ones. I'm going to come over here. See, when you're grieving too much over lost loved ones, you're still in your soul. That's not spiritual. Your spirit doesn't grieve like that. You get anxious about, about, about you know what I heard, heard uh, Dr. Winston talked about this morning, a symptom of lack. You get anxious about that. You're not spiritual when you're anxious about that. That's your soul going crazy. When you're spiritual, you know that God's going to supply all your needs. When you're spiritual, you, 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 you are centered. You, you know that word they talking about in the world is being centered. No, you ain't centered till you're spiritual. People meditating, trying to get centered. Out there doing yoga and all that kind of Hindu demon worship, trying to get centered. You can't be centered outside of the Holy Ghost. trying to find your chakra and all that kind of foolishness. You, no, no, you can't do it outside the Holy Ghost. To do it outside the Holy Ghost, you're not being spiritual, you're being demonic. So, so here, let's, let's deal with these two benefits here. So pursue love and desire spiritual gifts or the desire to be spiritual, but especially that you may prophesy, verse 2, verse 2, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. So I want to deal with verse 2 today. Verse 2, for he who speaks in a tongue 
does not speak to men but to God. Now go back to verse 1 for me. Go back to verse 1. He says, especially that you may prophesy. So what the church has done is we've focused on the prophesying. Because verse 2 then tells us that one who speaks to the tongue doesn't speak to men but to God. Go to verse 3, but he who prophesies, verse 3, he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort. So the church has said, okay, we'll take that prophecy stuff because we can understand you. But the Bible didn't eliminate the speaking of tongues. Go back to verse 2. Back to verse 2. Because I'm going to show you the benefit, the first benefit of speaking in tongues. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. The first benefit of speaking in tongues is you're speaking to God. <laughs> you're speaking to God. Somebody say, I'm talking to God. Hallelujah. So he says, you're speaking to God. He who speaks in a tongue does not now, remember, this is the same word speaks. We're not talking about praying. It's the same Greek word, laleo. <laughs> speaks in a tongue does not speak laleo to men, but implied laleo speaks to God. So when you speak in tongues, you are speaking to God. Hallelujah. 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 This is a divine conversation. It's a direct connection. Because, thank you, Lord. How many of y'all pray in English? Let me ask this question. Are you talking to God? Y'all said you weren't really sure. Are you talking to God? Yes. Yes, yes, you are. You're right. Tell your neighbor you're right. Yes, you're right. When you pray in English, you're you're talking to God. It's, It's true. But the Bible points out By the Holy Ghost, that when you speak to men, speak in tongues, you are speaking to God. Which means the Holy Ghost must know there's something different, though. Because when you're speaking in your known language, English for most of us, you are talking to God. It's true. It's true. But he says, he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, duh, but to God. Well, wouldn't that make sense? He said, yeah, but you need to know that this is a different connection. Oh, my. Tongue talkers say hallelujah. So this then represents a direct connection, a divine communication that you and I can have anytime, anywhere. Now, he says, for no one understands him. For no one understands him. Now, do me a favor. Let's look at the King James on that verse, please. So I want you to see this. I want you to see this here. Because it will help you here in a moment. You'll be excited by Thursday when you, when you, when you start doing it. Look at the, at the King James. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue. See that word? New King James left that word out. Unknown. It's a very important word. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man 
understandeth him. No man understandeth him. Why? Because it's an unknown tongue. This is not other tongue. It's an unknown tongue, and no man understands him. But remember, he's not talking, you're not talking to men. You're talking to who? And if the Bible says no man understandeth, the implication is God does. Now, this will help you, this will help you, this will help you, this will help you. Just stick with me, stick with me. The implication is man does not understand because it's an unknown tongue. But God does because that means it must be known to God. Oh, my. My, 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 my. This, this will help somebody. This will help somebody. Okay, okay. So, for example, if, if I were trying to talk to my sister-in-law at Okay, uh, married 15 years. As I got to know Itzel, uh, I, I, I tried to use my old Spanish I learned in middle school and high school <laughs> trying to impress her. I'm going to impress my sister-in-law with a little few, few Spanish words I know. And it, it, wasn't, it wasn't much. It didn't, didn't impress at all. And then I learned a few more Spanish words, and I tried. And so I tried to have a conversation with Itzel, but I, uh, she speaks Spanish fluently because she's from Panama. The country. I got to make sure you know the country. And so she speaks fluent Spanish. So I try, when I try to talk Spanish with her, our conversation is about 30 seconds long. It's limited because I don't speak her language. So when I'm talking or speaking in an unknown tongue, I'm not speaking to men, but to God, for no man understands. But the implication is God does. Why? Because now I'm speaking his language. I'm speaking his language. So now we can actually have fluent conversation all day long. Oh, thank you. I, 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 remember, I remember I learned this. I learned this from someone who teaches Spanish. I learned this because, you know, we were going through the Spanish class here at the church in the Bible school, and uh, I quit it because I, I, I didn't get it. I quit it because I didn't get it. I didn't get it, so I quit it. And talking to someone who's a, who's a Spanish professor, uh, what she told me was, said the problem is even all your book learning, it's not how the natural language works. She says, so you can even master all the, you know, adverbs and verbs and adjectives and nouns and all the grammar and everything, but it's not like the natural language. She said to, shoot, she said to learn the natural language, you need to immerse yourself in around Spanish speaking people and listen and imitate and you begin to learn the nuances of the language. You begin to learn the different dialects. You begin to learn what the different words mean. You, be you, you, you begin to learn the, the slang and the colloquialisms and all the different things, the different parts of their language and you only learn that from spending time, not from a book. So you can go to every prayer class, you can go to every prayer seminar, every prayer workshop in America 
but you will not learn God's language. You will not learn how to speak fluently with him until you immerse yourself with him and learn his language the way he talks it. Oh, my God. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men. There are times we're riding the car or walking around the house and I'm speaking in tongues. I do it all the time. And my wife or the kids, I say, huh? And I, oh, I'm not talking to you. I'm not, I'm not talking to you. And the reason I say huh is because they don't understand what I'm saying. Okay, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to God all the time. I'm speaking to God all the time. Well, Pastor, what, what are you praying about? I'm not praying about anything. I'm just speaking. Do you realize how, oh my God, do you realize how, how dishonorable, how unattractive it, it would be for you to, every time somebody saw you, they were asking for something? And because what they're going to say is, hey, oh, wait a minute. How are you going to ask me for something you don't even speak to me? How do you expect me to do something for you and you don't even speak to me? They're going to say, child boo, please, you don't even speak to me. Y'all ever heard about say that? Child boo, please, you don't even speak to me. Get in my face. You don't, you don't even speak. You don't even speak to me. So what the body of Christ, what we do in our charismatic way is we, we resort to coming to God. God, I need you right now and I approach you with this. No, he said, hold on, you don't even speak to me. How about you start speaking to me on a regular basis? And then I'm going to just give you what you need before you even ask it because I, I, I know. He that searches the heart knows what the mind of the spirit is, Romans 8, 27. Romans 8, 26 and 27. Romans 8, 26 and 27. Oh, Jesus. 1, 2, 3, 4. Romans 8, 20, Romans 8 26 and 27. Watch this. And go, go back to the, to the uh, it don't matter what version. I don't really care. Romans 8, 26, 27. I want you to see this. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we are. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us. The Spirit prays for us. With groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts. How or when does he search your heart? When you're speaking. When you're just speaking. When you're just speaking. When you're just talking. That's how you figure out what people want, what they desire. Just talking. You just listen to conversation. And when you start applying this, all of a sudden, now you have this, this divine communication with God, this direct connection that you're not talking to men, which when you're not talking to men, it means you're not expecting anything from men. You're not expecting anything. You're going right to the source because God will never let you down. He will never disappoint you. Those who hope in him will never be, will never be ashamed. I'm talking to God. I ain't got no business talking to you about my problems talking to you about all this stuff. No, I'm talking to God. So he who speaks in tongues does not speak to men but to God. Somebody say languages. So again, the King James made it clear. Unknown tongue. 
unknown tongue no man understands. Look up 1 Corinthians 13, please. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1. Hallelujah. Watch what Paul, this is the same Paul. Though I speak with the tongues of men. Now, Paul was fluent in various languages. You understand that? Paul spoke Hebrew. We know that. He spoke Italian. We know that. We you know he spoke Latin. We know that. We know he spoke Greek. Paul's very fluent in various languages. So he speaks with the tongues of men, but he says this, and of angels. So there is a tongue or a language that languages that belong to men, but there also is a language that belongs to angels. Angels have a language. It's called heavenly language. And he said, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. So we see, now, remember I talked to you about two different types of tongues, right? Other and unknown. Other, other tongues in Acts 2, the people understood. They were tongues of men. They were other tongues. But the unknown tongues, 1 Corinthians 14, 2 says, no man understands. Because they are unknown to men, but they are known to angels and known to God. Well, pastor, what's the difference in, in what language I use to pray? Now, you can pray in your own language. There's no, I'm not talking, telling you not to pray in English or never talk to God in English. God, I love you. God, I praise you. When we're here together, I'm telling you, come on, tell God that you love him. Tell God you praise him. We, we do it in our own language. But what I'm talking about, what you got to understand is if you want to go, and I'm going to deal with this here in a moment, if you want to go deeper. Now, if you're cool where you are, just forget everything I'm talking about. Y'all look cool. If you're cool where you are, forget everything I'm talking about. But if you're ready to go deeper, you better grab a hold of what I'm saying to you. So the tongues of men, we know, are developed or were developed by men. Am I right about it? Languages. Developed by men. Remember in Genesis chapter 11, the Tower of Babel? Yes, sir. They were all speaking one language, yes, sir. which would have been a divine language given to them by God. Yes. Y'all missed that. Well, that's revelation. Y'all better catch that. Because they, they were born. Remember, Adam in the garden, Adam didn't go to school and learn language. He got his language from God. Eve came along the scene. She didn't learn language in school. She got it from Adam and God. When Cain and Abel were born, they didn't learn some different language. They learned the language that God spoke. Y'all are missing this. Y'all are missing this. Because <laughs> this is so hard for y'all to understand. <laughs> Even with, Mo, with Noah, Noah in Genesis 6, they were still speaking God's language. This only language that they, they had been given. They didn't, what are they, where were they going to get a different language from? In Genesis 11 said they were all speaking one language. The whole world was speaking one language that had to have come from God. 
But when they got all big and bushes decide we're going to get up here and we're going to talk, you know. Thank you, Lord. I, I don't want to get into that. That's, that's deep. That's all. I was about to talk about the sons of God in Genesis 6. <laughs> I was about to talk about how, how in the world a serpent can talk to Eve in a garden. Are y'all seeing this here, ladies and gentlemen? It's only one language that they had. And what God's trying to do is get us back to that language. Genesis 11, they, they decide they're going to build this tower, you know, to heaven, and God came down and stopped all that, and they was, he confused their language. So now, all of a sudden, all these various languages developed. They had to learn how to communicate, and they, they had to create a way to get you to understand Hammer and me understand Hammer. And here's a problem with human languages. Watch this. They evolve. There are words that we use today that meant something totally different yesterday. So men's natural languages evolve and words even lose their meaning. Am I right about it? It, it was, you know, a thousand years, years ago, if you said I love something, that meant you had this passion, this in, you know, this in, infectious attitude towards something. But now you say, love, I love pizza. I love shopping. It's lost its potency. But the heavenly language. My God, my. Who am I talking to in here today? Boy, I don't know. But the... Tongues of angel, or the tongue, I should say singular, of angels has never lost any potency. Every word still means the same. But pastor, I don't know the words. Because you're a man. Didn't it say, put up 1 Corinthians 14.2 again. Put up 1 Corinthians 14.2. Boy, I'm, I'm trying to get to the, to the second one, but I might, I, I got, I, yeah, I got to get it. 1 Corinthians 2, uh, 14, 2. 1 Corinthians 14.2. For no man understandeth him. That means you included. Because it's unknown to you. And that's why it's such a struggle for you to allow yourself to flow in it because it's unknown to you. And your mind trying to figure out. And this struggle in your mind because you're trying to understand what you were never meant to understand in the natural. No man understandeth him. Thank you, Jesus. So there are tongues of, of men, and then there's tongues, or we could singularize that now, tongue of angels. That's from God. That's the heavenly language. That's God's original language. Y'all got this here. John chapter 12, 28 and 29. I'll show you one more thing, and then I'll move on. You got to know this. Tongues... Take your fellowship with God to a higher dimension. Uh, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I, I wish, I wish I could, I, I was fluent in Spanish. 
Because if I were fluent in Spanish as hell, I'd come to you and we'd be talking stuff, and we'd, you and I'd just be laughing. <laughs> we'd, we'd be laughing, and knowing they don't understand what we're talking about. We could be talking about people. You know, we could plan, make birthday plans. He would have no clue what we're talking about. They did go to the I'm going to show you you that in a second. I'm going to show you that in a second. Oh, my God. Okay, John 12, verse 28 and 29. This is Jesus talking. Say Jesus. Jesus. He says, Father, glorify your name. This is Jesus talking to the Father. He says, Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from where? Heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Now, who's talking? God. From where? In his language, right? Verse 29. Therefore, the people who stood by and heard it said it that it had thundered. They said it thundered. Others even said an angel. Because you had some who were so aloof, so ignorant, they couldn't decipher voice from thunder. But then others who were a little more uh, into it, they understood it was a voice and they said it was an angel. Because they understood this was a heavenly language. They didn't understand what they said, but they knew this was a heavenly language that they heard. Because it was not a known tongue to any man on the planet. Yeah, go, go to verse, give me verse 30. Throw in verse 30 for me. Watch what Jesus says. Jesus answered and said, this voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. Which meant he understood exactly what Father God said. Y'all missed that. Y'all missed that. He understood exactly what Father God said. You got to catch this. He's around a bunch of Jewish people. God didn't speak Hebrew. If so, they don't understand. Oh, that's Father God talking to me. He, he just told them, you know, it's, it's all good. No. no, they said, oh, that's thunder. Or some, oh, that's an angel talking to him. They didn't even recognize it, but he did. Because it's divine language. Jesus is speaking his home language. I, please allow this. I can't prove it. So I, I kind of step out there when I say this. I believe Jesus spoke in tongues. I I, I just believe he did. Because there's too often where you see where Jesus would say things like, Afrata. Afrata. And the Bible says, we just interpret it. Be open. Or, Eloi, Eloi, Lama Sabatani. Which meant, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why did he just speak in Hebrew? You read in the book of, of Luke 10, when the disciples come back from uh, preaching uh, and laying hands and casting out devils, and they said, hey, we, the, the demons even responded to us. And he, he just said, I beheld Satan fall like lightning. Right? Put up Luke 10 uh, right around verse 20. Luke 10 right around verse, I'm sorry, Luke, yeah, Luke, Luke 10 right around verse 20. 
Oh, God, hallelujah. This is all, this is all for God. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, but that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Verse 21, verse 21. Watch, watch this. I think this is where this is. Oh, my God. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes, even so, Father, for it seemed good in your sight. Now, he is not talking to them. He's talking to God. And so the Bible specifically says he rejoiced in the spirit, in the spirit. When you do anything in the spirit, it's not your language. That's my storm sticking with it. Okay, y'all got time for me to give you this last one? Okay. Glory to God. I didn't mean to spend that much time on number, number one. But we're just doing number two and then it will quit. Number two. Go back to 1 Corinthians 14, 2. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. Are y'all getting anything out of this today? Is anybody already encouraged to speak with tongues more? Hallelujah. Verse two of 1 Corinthians 14. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue... Speaketh not unto men, but unto God, for no man understandeth him, Howbeit, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. He speaks mysteries. So the first point, the first benefit we saw was that when you speak with tongues or speak in tongues, you, sp you are speaking to God. The second benefit is that you're speaking mysteries. You're speaking mysteries. Hallelujah. Now, not only do we have, when we're speaking to God, divine communication and direct connection, but when you speak mysteries, watch this, now you have deeper content. <laughs> it's deeper content. It's, it's substance. Let me help you. How many of y'all have ever been, um, you know, I know some of y'all are married now, but remember back when you weren't married and you were in the dating phase, looking to be engaged to a wonderful woman, right? And you're in the search, you know, you're on the lookout. You know what I mean? You're on the lookout, trying to find somebody or trying to be found. Right, ladies, you're trying to be found? All right, you're not door to explore. Be found. Be found. <laughs> he's supposed to find you. Be found, right? Oh, Lord. You go out exploring, you're going to fall into Crocodile Lake. It ain't going to turn out like you think. Swiper going to come up all on you up there exploring. Swiper, no swiping. Swiper, no swiping. Okay, so come back, come back, come back. So, so but, when, but when you're dating, when you're, when you're looking, and you first start talking to someone, now, once you get past um, the hair, 
and, and the facial features and the physique, you got to talk to them. And what's, what, you, what, you look, what you want is somebody you can talk to on your level. I'm going to come over here. They got it. They, they didn't get it. I got to help them. You want to find somebody you can talk to on your level. Meaning, you don't want to be, you know, where you're, you talk, you know, with a high IQ conversation and they got a low IQ conversation because it's frustrating. Is anybody on, you know what I'm talking about? It's, it's frustrating when you're trying to talk on a one level and the person you're talking to, they, they, you, I mean, you've been cultured, you know, you've seen some things, you've traveled, you know, you've, you've, you've educated yourself or you've, you know, grown and, and here they are and they never been past Clearwater and, you know, you're like, They talk about they, 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 they talk about they want to drive to Italy. Baby, I'm going to drive you to Italy. You can't. You know, you, 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 you can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. I ain't flying. We're going to drive to the Bahamas. I ain't flying. I'm driving to the Bahamas. No, no, no. God bless you. God bless you. Um, because you're looking for, for someone you can connect with. You're looking for compatibility. You, you, want, you want to be able to communicate on the same level. Because if you can't, it's frustrating. And so what happens is, when we only talk in our natural language, we may be saying things well, but it's not on God's level. And so our vocabulary in our English, I don't care how well educated you are, our vocabulary is only so big. It only has so much extent and pretty soon you begin to bore God with your natural words. Because we're not talking on his level. But when you talk in Speak in tongues, you can speak in tongues a minute and a half. Y'all missing it. I ain't, talking, I ain't talking about your two and a half hour prayer. I'm talking about just while you're riding in your car. In a minute and a half, you can have a more substantive conversation with God. Because you, you're, we're talking the same language here. telling you, I'm just telling you all, you single folk, please talk to them before you get married. Don't, 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 my, my wife and I, when we were dating, we, we didn't go to the movies because we sat somewhere where we could talk, not listen to somebody else talk because we needed to know what was in each other. You go to the movie, spend two hours every week in a movie and then you marry them and find out there ain't nothing inside of them. No, because you've been listening to the movie the whole time, child. 
all the concerts. You had everybody concert, everybody comedy show, but you ain't never talked. Then find out, oh boy, they don't know nothing. Okay, let me finish, let me finish, let me finish, let me finish. Let me finish. Y'all, have some, y'all have time? Okay. He says, how be it in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. We tap into another realm. Listen to this. We tap into another realm and access information that's unavailable to ordinary men. I'll say it again. You can write it down when you get home. We tap into another realm and access information that's unavailable to ordinary men. Because ordinary men can't speak in tongues. Don't have access to that heavenly language. And thereby can never have a fluent, extended, substantive conversation. Substantial, having substance, having some oomph to it, some weight to it. So yeah, you, you get shallow. And what the church resorted to doing is preachers, we're going to get up and we're going to pray in church and we're going to hymn and we're going to holler and oh Lord and we need you to stop by here and, and when my bed becomes my cooling board and my sheep becomes my wine and shield and we're going to go to heaven and stick our swords in the golden sand of time and I want you to give me a home in thy kingdom we're going to dwell forever and we're going to sing howdy howdy and never goodbye and oh, oh Lord uh, stop by here stop by here ain't he already here With no substance. People take and imitate the same thing at home. Apostle Benjamin Smith, when he was here, preached about that and talked to us on that last night about how people praise songs. Many times praying songs that aren't even scriptural. Whereas he says, when we speak, With tongues, we speak mysteries. He said, how be it in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. 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 I can speak mysteries? That means even you with your just got born again last Sunday self. Even you, and you don't know the difference between Genesis and Revelation, you can still speak mysteries. Because mysteries is not about what you know. In fact, it's everything you don't know. I don't care, oh my God, I don't care if you have a PhD in Bible. It's still not mysteries. It's all information. And information doesn't change your life. Revelation changes your life. And revelation is the harvest of sowing mysteries. 
The reason why I am standing before you today and giving you revelation that you've never heard. Don't even lie and tell me you heard this before. The reason I'm standing here and giving you this is because I spend so much time speaking with tongues. I never, ever disconnect from it. Y'all, y'all, y'all. I, I could be... I could be on the, on the, and I've done this all, all this season, in fall season, in baseball, coaching. I'm an assistant coach on my son's team, and I'm, on the, I'm, on the, I'm in the dugout speaking in tongues. Yes, Watch the game. I'm, I'm keeping the stats. Because I'm not out there and got No, I'm just What's that? Yeah. You see me? It's just, it's just, it's a habit? Yeah. It's supposed to be a habit. It's how I get revelation in. It's how I have answers to so many of your problems if you ask me. If you ask me. I don't have, I don't, I don't give you information because I went to school for it. I went to the throne for it. I went, I went to the throne for it. And I wasn't praying for it. I was just speaking in tongues. But something gets downloaded in me. And when you tap on it, the download comes up. I don't even know when it's downloaded. Because I'm not asking for anything. Y'all missed it. When I'm on the sideline, when I'm in my car, when I'm walking through Publix and I'm speaking in tongues, I'm not asking for anything. He told me this is speaking tongues. I wish y'all would get this here before you leave here. He said just speaking tongues. So everywhere I go, all day long, I'm talking to God. What are you talking about? I have no clue. I have no clue. I have no clue. I don't need to know. He knows. And when time comes that what I've been doing is needed, he, the Holy Ghost, brings back to our members everything that the Lord has told me. I don't even know he told it to me. I don't even know he told me. I don't even know. How did I know that? How did I know? I didn't know I know. Okay, okay, let's wind this down here. How be it in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Can I have a few more minutes, please? Oh, God. The word mystery comes from the Greek word mysterion. Listen to this. Are you ready for this? Are, are y'all ready for this? Don't fool me. If you're ready, let, raise your hand if you're ready. If you're ready. Because I want, to, I want to show you the kind of privileged access you have. This is greater than the FBI, CIA, Scotland Yard, KGB, Interpol, all the people who have all the secrets in the White House. This is greater than all that. Watch this. Because we're speaking mysteries. It says, here's the mysterion. Hidden thing. Secret. This is what you're speaking. Generally, it means mysteries. Watch this. Religious secrets confided, confided only to the initiated. 
You know what initiation is, right? You're trying to join a club, join a fraternity, join a sorority. You know, y'all don't do that. I'm talking about people who join that kind of stuff. Join the, join the, the Masons, y'all don't do that kind of stuff. I'm talking about people who do that stuff. You're going to join a gang. You got to initiate. You got you to you do something to get in. You, you want to join a gang, you got to spill blood to get in. But when you got born again, when you said, Jesus Christ, you are my Lord and my Savior, I believe that God raised, raised you from the dead, you got initiated. You've been brought into an exclusive group. Notice this here. Confided only to the initiated and not to ordinary mortals. Tell you, tell you that, but you are no ordinary mortal. Look at this. Not obvious to the understanding. This is what you're speaking when you're speaking with tongues. A hidden purpose or counsel. This is what you're speaking. Secret will of God. How many of y'all know that there are some things that are plainly written that are the will of God? But you have some situations in your life that there's no plain answer to it. But when you speak with tongues, you are speaking mysteries, you begin to learn and access, oh my God, the anointing is on me. The secret will of God, his good, acceptable, and perfect will of God even for your life. The answers that you need, the, 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 the direction that you need for your life, what to do, God. Oh, God, I'm praying, I don't know what to do. Speak in tongues. Y'all didn't say anything about that. I'm telling you, when you don't know what to do, but you got to do something, speak with tongues. No, you know what we do? We tell people, if you don't know what to do, just praise God. Okay, we're just going to praise God. Just going to praise God. You can keep praising God till you lose all your breath. But if you want to get the secret will of God for your life. Oh, Jesus. Look at this. The secret counsels which govern God. The secret counsels which govern God. The secret counsels which govern God. So God is governed by his own counsel. There's, in other words, there's a way God operates. You know the Bible says, I'm sorry, uh, people say God works in mysterious ways. You know the Bible never said that? His wonders will perform. That's not, that's not Bible, that's, that's churchology. The Bible said that God made his acts on the, to the children of Israel. He made his ways known to Moses. So God will make his ways known. I'm going to show you Moses in a second before I go. Watch this. Oh, Jesus, this is so good to me. I don't know if this is helping y'all, but I'm about to see it myself. The secret counsel which govern God in dealing with the righteous, which are hidden from the ungodly and wicked men, but plain to the godly. You begin to see what other people cannot see. Thank you, Lord. You remember when, when Jesus was, was living his life, doing his ministry, and the people were so amazed by him, they said, how is it that he knows what he knows having never been to one of our schools? Now, Jesus, had he went to Hebrew school. As a child, he had to. But he had not been to this, these schools that they're talking about, these upper echelon, the, the law schools. I'm telling you, I, I, it's just me. 
I'm telling you, he's praying in tongues. Because he's knowing things. How, how else could he say, I only do what I see my father do? What do you mean, see his father? How he see his father do anything? Jesus is on earth, his father in heaven. How does he see what his father does? I only say what I hear my father say. How is he doing that? He's got to be praying. He's got to be doing something different than other people do. Tell your neighbor, you can do it too. Tell him, you can do this too. You can know things you have not known. You can know things that other people cannot know. You can know things that you need for your life. You can know things that have been hidden from you from the ages. You can know, remember I told you the ways God made known his ways to Moses? Numbers 12. This is in the, in the notes. Just, just look at this, Numbers 12. I shared this with somebody at a meeting yesterday I had. Numbers, numbers 12. I'm using up all y'all a little time. Numbers 12. In Numbers 12, you remember, I'm going to verse 6 through 8 media. Numbers 12, you remember when Moses, he had a sister named Aaron, brother named, a sister named Miriam, brother named Aaron, and Moses married an Ethiopian? Which means he married a sister. And they got upset about that. They got upset about that interracial marriage thing, right? And so they got upset and called, going to call Moses out. Hey, Moses, you know, is God, God are you the only one God can speak through? Can't God speak to us through? Aren't we prophets too? God heard that, got upset. Verse 6. Verse 6, God called him, and then he, God said, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him. How? In a vision. I speak to him how? So regular prophets I speak to in visions and dreams. Verse 7, not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. I speak with him, I speak with him, I speak with him, come on, even plainly and not in dark sayings, and he sees the form. In other words, because Moses has such an intimate relationship with God, he heard what the prophets didn't even hear. He saw what the prophets never even saw. Because you having a title doesn't make you close to God. It's your intimacy. It's your fellowship. It's your communication with God. That you begin to see on a different level. He said, I, I speak with him face to face. Thank you, Jesus. Mark 4, 11, Jesus told the disciples, it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. That same word, mysterion. But to those who are outside, it is not given. When Paul, you read the New Testament, and you look at all the books that Paul wrote, he wrote a little bit over half of the New Testament. We like to say two-thirds. Really, it wasn't two-thirds. You count it. Just a little over half. And... You read through his writings, and you'll see how many mysteries he shared with the body of Christ. Yes. 
Read through his letters, you'll see how many times the word mystery shows up. He said, I make this mystery known to you. Talk about the mystery in us, mystery which is Christ in us, the hope of glory. The mystery of the church. The mystery concerning marriage. He talks about all these mysteries. He said, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all, not all sleep. He reveals the mystery of the rapture. Paul is the one who did not walk with Christ, but told us what happened at the Last Supper. You know y'all missed that. Paul never walked with Jesus. And yet said in 1 Corinthians 11, I received the Lord this day. But on that night, he sat with his disciples. And he took bread, he blessed it and broke it and said, take you, this is my body. He, how did he get that? How did Paul get caught up to paradise and see things that were inexpressible? How did Paul know so much about Christ and the kingdom and he wasn't there during those 40 days after the resurrection being taught things pertaining to the kingdom of God. He wasn't there. You want to know how he got there? Y'all don't, y'all don't know? 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 18. Stand to your feet. I thank my God. I speak with tongues. More than you all. Good God Almighty. What? Chris, I, I could run. Y'all may have dozed off, but boy, this is this is this this is this is high class revelation. Because either one, God's people don't ever speak in tongues. Two, they do it because I'm going to pray about something. But we miss what he said. Never once do these words mean prayer. It's not about supplication, not about intercession, not about, I shouldn't say Thanksgiving because I'm going to show you that Wednesday night. I'm going to show you that Wednesday night. I'm going to show you that Wednesday night and these other two. Because your praise will go to a whole new level with tongues. I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. If you want revelation, if you want wisdom and understanding, Pastor, how do I get it? Is you speak with tongues more. If you want to know God's will for your life, there's a pastor, he's gone to heaven now. But at one time, he pastored the largest church in the world in South Korea, Pastor Youngi Cho. Youngi Cho pastored over a million people. His church was over a million people strong. And they have a place in South Korea near their church called Prayer Mountain. Prayer Mountain. Where people go, they travel from all over the world to go pray. 
In fact, some of you remember Brother Tony, who used to come here to this church and teach. He was my mentor in faith. He traveled himself. He said he went to, flew to South Korea just to go pray on Prayer Mountain. He said, you get off the plane with your bag and you go straight to the mountain. You know, you got your, got your luggage sitting there and you're just praying for hours. You pray and then you leave. Pastor Young Cho had this policy that if you contacted his office for counseling, counseling, I need, I need to talk to a pastor, somebody on staff, I need marriage counseling, I need family counseling, I need whatever. His policy, Sister Lamika, was this. You had to go to Prayer Mountain and pray for one solid hour in tongues first. He said, and then, if you still needed counseling, they put you on the schedule. Because what they knew was that no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, no matter what the thing is in your life that you don't know, if you would spend adequate time speaking and even here praying in tongues, you're going to get the answer. And it said, he said, it just began to clear their schedules up. Because you couldn't go spend time speaking in tongues and not have mysteries revealed to you. It's impossible. And yet, we've put the fork and the knife aside. And looking at the steak, looking at the potatoes, and want to get it into our, into our lives and can't figure out how to get it. Speak with tongues more. Every day of your life, driving in your car, sitting at your desk, going to the bathroom, walking down the street, just speak with tongues more. Just, it's, it's a habit, yes, make it a habit. You know there are good habits. The Bible says evil communication corrupts good habits. So there are good habits. Speaking with tongues is a good habit. And if you do that, you will see your lives, your life in particular, begin to change. Because all of a sudden now you, I know. Oh, I know. I know. And even if you're not asking for anything, and I'm going to deal with that Wednesday night, because I'm not telling you to get in there in tongues and ask for anything. I'm talking about just speaking. Just speaking. Hallelujah. Let me ask this question, and be honest with me. Be honest with me. Listen to, words, to the words I say. How many of y'all plan today when you leave here to go and eat for nourishment? Y'all to hear my question. You plan to go eat for nourishment. Thank you. Because nourishment is not even on your mind. You plan to go eat for enjoyment. But what are you going to get? Do you see that? So I'm telling you, when you pray and speak with tongues, even without you having anything particular on your mind, you're asking God for 
Just pray. I'm just, I'm just speaking, God, how you doing? Good morning. I'm going to show you that Wednesday night praising God and just doing whatever you're doing just in tongues but what you're going to get from it is all the nourishment all the nutrition, all the benefits all the blessings, all the revelation, all the wisdom all the knowledge, all the understanding is going to come light is going to shine on you how many of y'all received that today? Lift, lift both hands to God lift both hands and just let him know that you receive it, you have received Something so powerful that it is bound to change your life. And I want you to really let God know you appreciate it today. Come on, not, not for me. This, this wasn't my message. This is God's message. Let the Lord know you appreciate what you received today. Let Him know you appreciate you and. God, even if I don't understand all of it, I don't understand all of it, but I receive it. I've never flowed in that, never, never walked in that, never operated in this kind of fellowship and communication, but I want to. That's why he said in 1 Corinthians 14, 1, desire, spiritual. He said pursue spiritual pursue so you can pursue this God I don't do this yet well pursue it just like folk chase the almighty dollar no chase this pursue this pursue this level of relationship pursue this level of fellowship pursue this level of communication you've done well up to this point you've done well in your fellowship you spend time with God you pray and you read the word I'm, I'm talking about now adding another dimension to that it's not to knock you in it, you for where you are this is now just to encourage you to add another dimension to that hallelujah now let's do this let's take the next two minutes and speak with tongues you can start anytime you're ready let's take the next two minutes just, just speak with tongues Don't worry about how somebody else's tongue sound. Hallelujah. It's all one language. It's a heavenly language. Just let your tongues flow. You ain't got to wait on an unction from the Lord, though. No, this is you. God put this in your control. He said, I speak with tongues more than you all. I do it all the time. Just do it all the time. If you don't already speak in tongues, then you can get filled and baptized with the Holy Ghost now and start speaking. If you're saved, the Holy Ghost is there. If you're born again, He's already there. You just got to yield to Him. You just got to yield to Him. Get past your mind, get past your understanding, and just let Him 
deposit his language in you. Let him deposit his language in you. Begin to give God thanks. Begin to give God praise. And as you begin to hear, because he's going to fill you right now. If you ask him to fill you, he's going to fill you. If you ask him for the gift, he's going to give you the gift. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Luke 11, 13, if you ask the Father for the gift, for the Holy Ghost, he'll give them to you. If you desire him, he will fill you right now. He will fill you right now. He will fill you right now. You'll go to a different place that you've never been in before. You open your mouth, he will speak. Open your mouth, he will speak. He's not going to force your mouth open. You have to do it. You let him speak through you. You can't ask for him and he won't give it to you. You're going to ask for the Holy Ghost and he won't give it to you. He's going to give you the Holy Ghost. He's going to fill you with this precious spirit. He's going to do it. He wants you to have him. He wants you to have him. He wants to talk with you on a different level. He wants to fellowship with you on a deeper level. Come on, it's your knife and fork. Come on, pick it up. Don't leave it on the side. It's your way in. It's your way into the fruitfulness. It's your way into the will. It's your way into the secret council. It's your way into the mystery. It's your way into the wisdom of God. Oh, Hey, All right, if you're in this place, I'm going to do this real quick. If you're in this place, you say, Pastor, I'm born again. I love Jesus Christ with all my heart. I serve God. But I've never been filled or baptized with the Holy Ghost, and I want to speak in tongues. If that's you, raise your hands. I want to pray for you. Raise your hands. I want to pray for you. All right. Wherever you, I'm going to come to where you are. I'm going to come to where you are. I'm stepping into my apostolic right now. The apostles lay hands on believers and you receive the Holy Ghost and you speak with tongues I'm going to do my part 
God's going to do his part. You do your part. Your part is you receive. Your part is you open your mouth. Your part is you don't block the flow. Whatever you hear, just say it. He's not going to force you. He's a gentleman. He's a gentleman. He's not going to force you. So whatever you hear, just say it. You got it? You got it? All right, whoever you are, lift your hand, and I'll come to you. I'm not going to pray over you. I'm just going to lay my hands. I'm going to obey the word. I'm going to lay my hands on you, and then you receive. You got it? Make, make sure your hands are real high. I can see. Who, who do I see? Hand held high. Hallelujah. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Let him flow. Receive the Holy Ghost. I'm doing my job. The Holy Ghost is doing his job. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Now open your mouth. Open your mouth and give God thanks. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. He's not going to pray for you. He's not going to do it for you. He's not going to force you. Open your mouth begin to praise God. Begin to praise God. Open your mouth begin to praise God. Begin to praise God. Receive the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus Christ, begin to praise God. Who has a hand? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? I see one. All right. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I, this anointing is on me. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. This promise is for you and to your children, even to all who are afar, even the children can receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I want it. Lord, I want it. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost with fire. Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now you open your mouth. Come on. Now you y'all join in with them. Y'all join in with them. Y'all help them. Come on. Come on. Encourage them. Pray in tongues. Come on. Speak in tongues. Come on. Come on. Come on. Give them that atmosphere. Let them go. Come on. Come on. He's not going to force you. Some of y'all are waiting. He's not going to do it. He's not. You have to let him go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They spake with, with tongues. They spake. They spake. The Spirit gives the utterance. They speak. Come on. Open your mouth, saints. Come on. Get loud for a minute. Get loud for a minute. Get loud for a minute. Come on, get loud for a minute. Get loud for a minute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Rasha kagana na basata. Rika kagana na mashoka na basata. Riba kasata na basokea. Riba kasata na mashika na basata. Riba kosokore mali. Riba kosika na basata. Riba kosokore mararka shaka na basata. Rukosika, 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 Yay, 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 Karamashiko, Ika Yadamashoko, Rikadan, Irkandanda, Rukosika Kayarama, Rukoseka Yarala Basata, Rikatarana Basose, Rikatarana Batokosika Yarala Basata, Lay, Rekaya, Rika Soko. Oh, 
laid hands on. Listen, let me tell you something. If you asked and I laid hands on you, you received, period. Or else God's a liar and he's not a liar. As long as you by your faith received, some of you, you might have uttered a few, a few little words, just a few little syllables, a few little sounds. That's okay. That's okay. If I were to immerse myself in a Spanish culture, I'd get a few little words out first. It would take time before I begin to form sentences and have conversations because I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of easing into it. So it's okay if there's a few little syllables or a little thing, it's okay, it's okay. Every time you think about it, just get those few little, sometimes when I'm speaking in tongues all day, it's not for an hour straight, just that was it. Thank you, Lord. See? Just, just let it, let him flow. In Acts 2:4, it says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and it says, and they began to speak. As the Spirit gave them utterance. So he doesn't make you speak, he just gives the utterance. So you open your mouth. So the more you allow him to flow, he will flow. He's happy already that you're even interested. <laughs> He's excited that you're even interested. I'll tell you this and then we'll quit. When I first got born again in 1989, I didn't get filled with the Holy Ghost, didn't get baptized in the Holy Ghost right away. But I loved God. I began to serve God with all my might. My whole life changed drastically at that point. Left my friends, quit my girlfriend. Because I said, what's the use? I'm saved. And um, walked with God, but I wanted more. I wanted that baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I began to seek and seek and seek and cry out, God, God, come on, God, come on, please. I want to, I want to speak in tongues, I want to speak in tongues, I want to speak in tongues. And I go from conference to conference, meeting to meeting, and I pray, Lord, no, I want to speak in tongues. And it just, it just wouldn't happen because I didn't know just how to, how to receive. And one day I was at church and we had, had great praise and worship at our church. Uh, uh, and I went home, all my friends went out to eat and I said, I'm, no, I'm just going home. I'm just going to go home and spend time with God. I'm just, I'm just full for some praise and worship. And I got home and I do I went, I went to sleep praising God. And I dozed off, and, and uh, when I woke up, I woke up speaking in tongues. I woke up speaking in tongues, which meant that the manifestation happened not when I was, but when I was just praising the Lord. He just came and filled me up. So those of you who receive, watch. You might wake up from your nap after you go eating steak and potatoes a day? <laughs> Speaking in tongues. Y'all receive that? Yeah. Give God a big praise real quick. Pull that bag. Take your seats just one moment real quick. I got to do something very quick. This is going to take me a couple minutes. We are so thankful for all of our leaders we have here.